is Rutherford Issues, hitting right at what matters most to all of us here in the heart of Tennessee. From Murfreesboro to Smyrna, Eagleville to Laverne, Leanna to Barfield, and everywhere in between. If it matters to you, you'll hear about it in the next hour here on Rutherford Issues. Now your host, Brian Barrett. Right now that time, 10.05, I am Scott Walker sitting in for Brian on Rutherford Issues. Today, it is Thursday, the 29th of December, just a few days away from New Year's Eve and, of course, New Year's Day. And not to forget, there's a special New Year's Day 5K taking place at Barfield Park. Again, that's on New Year's Day, a special 5K. The deadline to register and to pick up a registration packet is tonight by 8 o'clock, and you can stop by Patterson Park Community Center anytime today. In fact, they opened up that last day of registration at 6 a.m. this morning, and you can register anytime today by stopping at Patterson Park Community Center between now and 8 p.m., That way you can be a part of the New Year's Day 5K that will be in Murfreesboro at Barfield Crescent Park again on New Year's Day. So again, you can register for that still today and today, last day for it. The actual run will be on this Sunday. So just keep that in mind. Right now that time, again, 10.06. We got a lot of news coming your way this morning including a look at news around the country and around the world with CBS. CBS News in just about one minute. SRM Concrete. With every new day, every sunrise, we build structures that stand the test of time. And upon their foundations are our homes, where we work, where our kids go to school. And with that comes tremendous pride. We don't just make concrete. We build relationships, trust, confidence. We're SRM Concrete. Build with us. Do you suffer from peripheral neuropathy in your hands or feet? Burning pain, balance problems, and a decreased quality of life? Magnolia Medical Center can help. This is Dr. David Morris with Magnolia Medical Center, across the street from the hospital and the Ascend Federal Credit Building. Online at magnoliamedicalcenters.com. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Clear. I'm Peter King in Orlando. How would you like to be the Southwest employee who has to make this announcement? Our next available seats for rebooking customers at this time is at the 31st and beyond. No bookings till Saturday. That's what Tampa passengers heard this morning, but the same thing is being repeated in every airport where Southwest flies. Carriers canceled more than 2,300 flights for the fourth straight day. Pilots and flight attendants say outdated scheduling software made the situation worse. CBS's news travel editor Peter Greenberg. They didn't have the right computer program to be able to reposition their crews or their planes. And you have to move quickly when you've got so many people that are potentially going to be displaced. Getting around Buffalo has just gotten a little easier with snow plows making headway and the driving ban over. Mayor Byron Brown. This will allow our residents to get back to work, allow them to get to supermarkets, pharmacies, and to get to medical appointments. Mayor Brown is asking those who don't need to be out and around to stay put. It starts a week from today. Anyone coming here from China faces a new hurdle. More from CBS's Cami McCormick. The U.S. will now require negative COVID tests for travelers from mainland China. Dr. Angelique Campen in Los Angeles. Unfortunately, China is much under vaccinated than the United States. And the vaccine that they used was 
subpar. And with many restrictions in China now lifted, concerns are growing about another variant emerging and a lack of data coming from the government there. This airline passenger in L.A. welcomes the move. Fact of the matter is there's a lack of transparency from China. In Israel, meet the new boss. Same as the old boss. Benjamin Netanyahu is back in power again. CBS's Linda Gradstein is in Jerusalem. Netanyahu became Israel's prime minister once again, two years after losing power. He said he will focus on stopping Iran from getting a nuclear bomb, expanding state infrastructure, and imposing law and order. He was repeatedly heckled by the opposition. Tennis champion Novak Djokovic is back at the Australian Open and says there are no hard feelings over his deportation last year because he hadn't been vaccinated against COVID. It is a valuable life experience for me and, you know, something that will stay there, but I have to move on. Coming back to Australia speaks how I feel about this country, how I feel about playing here. Djokovic is looking for his 10th Australian Open title. Wall Street and early trading now is up 252 points and the Nasdaq has gained 191. This is CBS News. Brought to you by Clear, a faster, easier way through airport security. Try today for two months free by visiting clearme.com slash CBS22 or use code CBS22. Hi, I'm Anthony Imperato, president of Henry Repeating Arms. Patriotic Americans are looking to protect and provide for their families now more than ever. For your home and in the field, there is a Henry that is right for you. We have over 200 Henry rifles and shotguns to choose from in a variety of calibers and finishes, all backed by our lifetime guarantee and my personal guarantee for your 100% satisfaction. You have my word that Henry repeating arms are made in America, always will be, or they won't be made at all. I invite you to visit HenryUSA.com to order a free catalog, decals, and a list of Henry dealers in your area. That's HenryUSA.com or call 1-800-958-4993. Thank you and God bless America. It's not just a blockbuster, it's a billion-dollar blockbuster. The way of water connects all things. Avatar The Way of Water has breezed past the $1 billion mark in global ticket sales in just 14 days. It's officially the fastest movie this year to cross that box office milestone. And just three movies have done it in 2022. Avatar, Top Gun Maverick, and Jurassic World Dominion. The original Avatar, which was released back in 2009, is still also the highest grossing release in history. It's made nearly $300 billion worldwide. Monica Ricks, CBS News. This is Whale Watch Week in Oregon, and despite bad weather yesterday, more than 500 people showed up at the Whale Watching Center to get a look at the gray whale migration. Nearly 20,000 whales are expected along the coast. Volunteers are at 17 Oregon state parks to help the whale watchers enjoy the experience. I'm Peter King, CBS News. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. 
Right now that time, 10.13, a good morning to you from WGNS. Well, now a more in-depth look at that forecast. And right now the temperature is at 63 degrees. Hard to believe this past week on Friday of last week, we had a negative 20 wind chill. But now 63 degrees outside. And that looks like that is going to be your high today. We uh, may see some winds out there, though between 10 and 15 miles per hour throughout the day. Now, the chance of rain today is only at 20%. Then for tonight, low down to 48 degrees. Winds, again, between 8 and 15 miles per hour. Chance of rain tonight, 20%. For Friday, high of 63. Scattered rain showers likely, otherwise cloudy on Friday. Daytime high, again, 63. Winds out of the south, 8 to 15 miles per hour that's for friday chance of rain friday 70 percent and looks like if it does rain we're probably going to get a lot of rain on friday and for the weekend on saturday high 63 low down to about 43 saturday night 80 percent chance of rain sunday high 64 low of 47 that's new year's day high 64 low of 47 Partly cloudy skies, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of chance of rain on New Year's Day, so that's some good news there for you. But again, the high New Year's Day is at 64 this Sunday. Time right now, 1015. You're tuned to WGNS, your good neighbor station, since 1947. And on New Year's Day, we will be celebrating our 76th anniversary. Our people, that's the difference. Maples Realty and Auction. I'm Betsy Maples Taylor with Maples Realty and Auction Company in Murfreesboro. Maples Realty and Auction offers a variety of auction services, including home, estate, land, farm, bank owned property, equipment, and personal property auctions. Get in touch for a free, no obligation analysis to determine if the auction method is best for you. More information at MaplesRealtyandAuction.com or call 896 4740. Maples Realty and Auction. Good day, Rutherford County. This is Lee Colvin, financial advisor and CFP with Edward Jones. Let's get the latest business news from our financial desk. Well, in business news, equities fell sharp yesterday. Actually, fell sharp, yeah, at the close of yesterday. They fell quite sharply. But headline news is still very quiet heading into the year end. The tech sector is the notable laggard here, coming under pressure for most of this year as yields have risen. On the international front, Asian markets are generally lower except for major Chinese indexes, which are trading higher on the economic reopening. European markets are also lower following the U.S. sell-off. Yields are higher as investors fear around higher for longer Fed rates, driving down bond prices. The dollar is flat against a basket of currencies out there right now, and the price of oil, it has moved noticeably higher in recent days, but is still lower over a several-week time frame. Also in the news, growth style underperforming, which is a familiar trend. The growth style sectors like technology, communication services, and consumer discretionary are all underperforming as of yesterday at close. They have much of the year underperformed, in fact. 
Elevated yields and lower liquidity levels have translated into lower valuations as high-growth stocks find it difficult to access cheap capital to fuel their growth projects. And that is another problem. As for housing, after peaking at around 20% year-over-year price growth earlier in this year, housing is showing signs of slowing down as mortgage rates hold right now at around 7%. Home prices increased 9.2% in October, and although still historically high, are much weaker than 10.7% of what we saw in September. And this mark is the first single-digit gain since September of 2020. Now keep in mind, at the beginning of January, interest rates on homes were around 3%. Now closing the year out, we're seeing right at 7% at the year end. So much change in the housing market and much curiosity awaits as to what will happen when we start the new year on Sunday in the housing market. So lots of questions to be answered and lots of information to be told in the upcoming days, weeks, and months ahead in 2023. And that's going to do it for today's business report brought to you by Lee Colvin. From Wall Street to Church Street, that's the latest business news from the Edward Jones Financial Desk. I'm financial advisor and CFP Lee Colvin. Call 615-907-7056 or stop by our office on South Rutherford Boulevard in the Public Shopping Center. This is a paid legal ad. Hi, this is John Day of the Law Offices of John Day. I've lived and worked as a lawyer in Middle Tennessee for over 30 years, and to me, every single day has been an honor. That's why our firm is so involved with community programs like bicycle helmet giveaways and our Safe Ride Home program. At the law offices of John Day, we're not just looking to make donations. We want to make a difference in the community we hold so dear. And if you're ever injured, know that we are here for you too. It's a slick pig barbecue, spicy wings and Brunswick stew, everything made fresh for you at the slick pig barbecue. There's lean smoked turkey and chicken too, ribs so tender don't need to chew, well come on folks I'm telling you it's a slick pig barbecue. In 1920 East Main you're gonna love the pig. Slick Pig Barbecue, a Murfreesboro tradition. Man on the Street Newsmakers, brought to you by Capstar Bank. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank. 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Arosa Cares Senior Moments as we talk about heart disease and strokes. I think with stroke, obviously, when there's brain death, then the debility from it can be a long-term issue, which is where we need our providers to help us with things. St. Thomas Heart's cardiologist, Dr. Mohammed Malik. And, you know, from a cardiac standpoint, having a heart attack can cause a stroke if there's not adequate blood to the brain. And so oftentimes they're linked together. And if somebody's had a heart attack, then they have a, if they've not had perfusion to the brain for long enough, they, they get a stroke also. So two really bad things at once. Yeah, so they might survive the heart attack, but they've suffered brain injury. Can you reduce your risk of a stroke? The risk factors are very much the same. 
getting the cholesterol down, you know, keeping that blood pressure especially is probably the biggest thing. A lot of people link the blood pressure reduction as, you know, helping my heart. You sure are. But what they don't realize is that reducing the blood pressure is probably the biggest factor of reducing your risk for stroke, getting it into the normal range. And I mentioned the smoking exercise, all these kind of things. And if you have certain conditions like atrial fibrillation, then taking the blood thinners is, is critical if you're able to. Reducing your risk of a heart attack or stroke on Arosa Cares Senior Moments. The world is always on, but you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's Dream Sember sale, save up to 60% with Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99. Only at Mattress Firm. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. This is Good Neighbor Events with Bart Walker. Brought to you by AmeriCare Pest Control and the Law Offices of John Day. Here's Tom Sweat with AmeriCare Services Incorporated. AmeriCare's moisture control services include mold testing, mold remediation, crawl space repair, vapor barrier, sump pump installation, radon testing, radon mitigation, and basement waterproofing. If there's something wrong in your crawl space or basement, we can probably help. Just ask for a free inspection. 893-7111. AmeriCare Services Incorporated. Now, WGNS Good Neighbor Events. As we remind you, the Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Departments buy one and get one free monthly or yearly passes to Sportscom and the Patterson Community Center. They're still available, but the time is running out. You have until January the 15th to buy one and get one free. Oh yes, the commemoration of the 160th anniversary of the Battle of Stones River. It's going on now through January the 2nd. Hear the roar of muskets and the booming of cannons. That's going on through January the 2nd at the Stones River National Battlefield. Hey, put this on your calendar. The New Year's Day 5K. It's at 10 o'clock Sunday morning, January the 1st. First day of the new year. And that's over at Barfield Crescent Park. Sign up online by 8 o'clock the night before the run. January the 1st brings WGNS's 76th anniversary. Tune in as we celebrate 76 years of being your Good Neighbor Station. And those are WGNS Good Neighbor events. 
Guys, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month or covered by most health insurance. So if you don't live near a Low T Center or you're just busy and need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy and to get started, only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com to book online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Right now, that time, 1025, you're tuned to WGNS, and this is Rutherford Issues. And our guest today, we have State Representative Mike Sparks of the 49th District. And then also with us, J.C. Bowman, who is the Executive Director of the Professional Educators of Tennessee. How are both of y'all doing today? Doing great. Yeah, doing great. Hey, thanks for having us, Scott. Definitely. So what are some of the big topics as we close out this year and we're set to start a new one? Well, looking at looking at education, the big thing that they're going to be talking about is how they address the third grade retention bill. And I know that uh, Representative Scott Sapicki and I think uh, Representative Sparks has looked into it. Uh, I know we've had some discussions on it about the um, uh, one of the things Scott has, has mentioned is about the need for looking at when school readiness is is there. So what what the comptroller came out with a re- really excellent report saying that the later you start kindergarten and first grade uh the better you do long term in education and I, by the time you get in a third grade when they test they're scoring i think about half a year ahead and by the time they get into sixth grade it's almost like it's it's about six seven eight months whatever it was ahead but they they it's clearly making an indication that they did it now my thing is is like any other research study you've done it once can you do it twice you know, I want to look at a little more into research on it, but it certainly needs to be discussed. I know that uh, Representative Sapicki has filed a bill on it. I, I expect that to be one of the very first bills. I think it's the seventh bill filed. Was it? Yeah. And then, and then you he's got, all he's all over. That's for sure. Well, and the second part of that, what he's talked about, and he's right on, is standards. Every time we bring standards in Tennessee, we had standards. We were moving forward on it. Uh, Common Core came along under the Obama administration, and everybody wants to blame President Obama. It was not President Obama. It was the National Governors Association. But that being said, whoever you want to blame, I don't care. Under Race to the Top, all states started adopting Common Core. That was the objective. 43 out of the 50 states adopted it. Tennessee was one of them. And subsequently, we started rolling them back. Well, here's the problem with standards. We don't need to lower standards, but what we need to start doing is prioritizing the standards that are basic and what we have to master. I mean, the, every teacher that, that will tell you we have too many standards yeah. and, and you can't even get through them. And we, we, we turn this over to teachers. Teachers say we have too many standards. We send it up to the bureaucracy, the machine at the Department of Education, who then takes the reduc- reduced standards and add more, adds more to it. We come out with more. Yeah. And, and so that is one of the frustrating points I think that we have. I'm tired of bureaucrats making decisions, unelected bureaucrats making decisions, yeah. and, uh, and start putting it to teachers and letting people and letting our legislators legislate and let the executive branch execute. That's kind yeah. of simple. <laughs> well, I, I happened to see you on Channel 5 last night. 
Oh yeah, that was a that was a replay. So that was that's pretty fun. But I but I do I stand by teachers. Yeah. It's not just anybody can do it. And handing them a guide to lesson plan and saying here follow the script. Yeah. That that is that is poor. And even the, uh, Cameron Sexton yeah. came out and, and yeah. ripped them. Mark White as well. Mark know. White. Well, I, t- tell folks a little bit about what your organization does. People may not might realize what what PET does. Yeah. So professional educators of Tennessee. We're a nonpartisan. Uh, we're not a union. We're uh, a teachers association. So our objective is to just represent our members. We provide all the same services as a union. Teacher liability. We have two yeah. million dollars in liability. We have uh, member benefits that, that once you get in as a member, they're, they're incredible. So the liability benefit, that's always Yeah, also concern. the liability benefit. But we're talking about like car rentals and uh, yeah. vacation rentals. I mean, there's so many things that we, we offer. Glasses. We, have, we, have, we had one entire school system or one, one entire school signed up uh, to do it because they wanted the dental and vision stuff. Really? So we had, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know so you're I, I'm very curious. Passionate. What what is the deal with third grade though? Because it seems like lately we've heard so much more talk about third grade than I ever remember hearing in the past. Well, the magic number is this: when if you do not <coughs> score on grade level by the third grade, the chances of you ever reading on grade level are, are ba- basically zilch. Now they yeah. did a study in prison, and I think uh, yes. uh, Representative Sparks was on that committee, and they looked at prisoners. Their reading levels at a first grade level. Yeah. Wow. So that is another reason to really look at this. The, the term is school readiness. I don't think that's what the comptroller used, but that's really the word. We used to talk about it all the time. Johnny's just not ready for first grade. Yeah. And instead, now we're going, oh, let's send Johnny on through. And because it becomes a daycare issue, it becomes easier to take him to school to be placed into that and to pay another year of daycare for him so we'll go ahead and put him in there and then we pass him on through the system yeah. and we failed him i mean when we've done that you know the um i brought it up, i'm on education and i brought it up in committee that is is there truth to the what folks call the myth between the third grade reading and the prison population how they factor uh, forecasting their their bed bed population and you know you could tell it's an awkward question to ask nobody really wants to answer it but some people say hey there is truth to that and others like oh i don't think that's true but there is a correlation let's face it and one thing i like about jc you know he's often can be a critic i can be a critic um you know you're critical of the governor well i say last night um well it's kind of funny though because i was watching television and my wife sees your comments and she's seen larry Arn's comments president hill Hill. my wife starts getting upset she was pto president for Six years, Smyrna Elementary, Smyrna, uh, and Smyrna Middle School. And um, my wife's got a little obsessed. Well, that's JC's my guest tomorrow on the radio. She goes, Are you serious? I'm like, yeah. So, you know, there may be um, some folks a little upset with you. But the good thing about you bringing out is if we got a problem, let's find out what the problem is, look at the solution, and move forward. And, and like, you, you sent me a nice text this morning. Um, I'm just going to read what you said. You don't mind if I share this live no, on the radio, do you? Okay. Here's what you said that I thought was 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 neat because in politics, you know, you deal with a lot of, um, you know, just I mean, whether it's criticism, just just difficult scenarios. But education is a serious subject. Here's what you said, and I like this. You said, um, "Start the day the same way every day, reading the Word." I like that. Sure, it isn't personal for me. It's all about getting the right policies for all Tennesseans. Seeing a few. Well, even if the governor's listening or his staff's listening, because um, they may be listening, uh, they'd have to agree with that statement. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't. Politics is not personal for me. It's always about getting the best policies that we can get and having those discussions. At yes. the end of the day, however that comes out is how we're going to be. I mean, you know, and then we always work and refine it. I believe in this project. I use this in my business. I use this in my own personal life. It's called the SIP model, content input product process. And what you're always trying to do is refine the product, get it better, turn yes. it better, make it best. Kaizen, and, that's what the, the Japanese, Dr. Deming talked about that. That's yes. basically the manufacturing process for for Nissan and Toyota um, and, is what you're saying. Basically. Yeah, and, and so basically, and I see the uh, education administration, and I saw today the governor, and I'm not going to be critical, but the governor came out today with his two big accomplishments that he put out. And the two big accomplishments that he listed were uh, ESAs, which, by the way, he passed a session before that. Yeah. And, and number two, he talks about TISA. And TISA hasn't been enacted yet. And, and, and he talks about the 500 students who have enrolled in ESAs. Now, I'm not going to comment on that i'm not involved yeah. in any lawsuits i'm not but, but you in, will admit that the tisa the tisa model is a lot better than the bep funding for i don't know yet 20 years. i don't know yet okay and the reason is is that i think it was I, I think we were getting there and we were almost there we needed to have a little more discussion yeah but they wanted to get it passed through so quickly there's a few areas that i think it's gonna but it's gonna have to be but it is yeah. what it is and yeah. i'm gonna accept it that's where it is and we're gonna come back and refine it and get yes. it better and again, our guest today, J.C. Bowman, Executive Director of the Professional Educators of Tennessee and State Representative Mike Sparks of the 49th District. we got to take a short break, but when we come back, for those who are listening, kind of tell us what this TISA is and what, what it involves, because I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there listening who really, this is their first time to hear that kind of terminology and, and right. they're saying you know what is that and how is that going to impact my kids yeah uh, but also let's talk a little bit more on what we can expect in the years to come because we're right around the corner from 2023 and while this is the same school year the same existing school year for the kids who are coming back to school on january 4th i'm sure there are some changes that are going to happen in 2023 with different laws and, and mike i'm sure there's a lot of laws that go into effect a lot of new laws that go into effect yep. on sunday i guess yeah some would argue too many i'm sure you know right now that time 10:35. we will be right back on rutherford issues Dave here. Join me in Franklin at Ramsey Solutions Studios for Building Wealth Live on January 12th. We'll show you how to save and invest even in this crazy economy. For a chance to win seats from WGNS, text Ramsey to 615-893-1450. That's 615-893-1450. Text Ramsey to 615-893-1450. And catch the Ramsey Show weekdays at 1 on WGNS. When you turn to Turner Security, powered by TechCore, you can leave your security issues at the door. Security, access control, cameras, and much more for your business and home. No long-term contract. We keep your business because we did a great job, not because you signed a five-year agreement. One call does it all for your security and technology needs. Online at turnersecurity.us. That's turnersecurity.us. Turn to Turner Security. Look up in the sky. There it is. The tallest tower in Murfreesboro. This is WGNS FM, AM, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. 
Right now that time, 1036, you're tuned to WGNS. Again, our guest this morning, J.C. Bowman, who is with the Professional Educators of Tennessee and State Representative Mike Sparks. And before that last break, you, you were mentioning some different things that the governor was talking about. So I guess go back to that just for a second and kind of highlight what exactly he was talking about when it comes to education. Teach the model. Yeah, well, now the governor wasn't talking about it. Larry Arn was discussing okay, that okay. he was calling colleges of education the dumbest uh, colleges and the universities and, and, and whatever, and then said, you know, by essence, he implied whether he said it actually or not, that that extended out obviously to teachers, which I take re- real offense to. So did Cameron Sexton, said it was a disparagement to both the uh, – teachers who have come through the system and teachers who are currently teaching and future teachers. And I agree with Cameron. I think he, he even put it in a better, more, more better terms than I did. I just thought that the comment was unnecessary. Yes, it he, was. He was doing it off the top of his, you know, and I watched the, I watched the whole video, by the way. And, and in, in saying it, he never got better. I mean, he just, he just <laughs> rambled and said things. It got worse. And the governor was sitting there. And the problem that people had was that the governor sat there. Now I, I can understand not correcting people and, and and stuff like that but but he let it go on and then the next day he didn't distance himself from it if he would have stepped yeah. out and said look I, I was a guest at this event guy said some comments yes. i find uh inappropriate and um you know but he didn't do that and at the same time he's championed hillsdale college and he's championed that that being said the governor did not make the statement yes he did uh the uh, Larry Arn did, and Larry Arn owns that state. Yeah, and then the TSO. What what is that, and is that something that's already in place? Tennessee Investment and Students Act is supposed to be child funding that goes to this. My whole my whole argument between the BEP and the TSA was BEP was also child center funding. And people don't forget that because, and I, I asked the experts. I, I was on one of the committees, and I said, "Explain to me how BEP is not child center funding." Because if they don't go to school, they don't get money for them. He goes, well, that's a good point. And I uh, said, well, we've moved on past this. We're going to go to this this model. My And then they started putting categories in. So if they have a disability, they get more money. If they do this, yes. they get that. And, and all that. The problem is, is that my fear is that they're going to expand out the um, – uh, categories at some point they can start saying hey if you got freckles you get more if you got red hair you get more if you got big ears you get more i mean where does it stop you know at, at some point and I, I think we've really got to bring balance to it now that being said uh, it is what it is we'll yeah. work on it we'll refine it. it is the new law of the land we look forward to working with it yeah. we know well, there's gonna be some issues and the, the governor you know he's very passionate for education he's passionate for 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 what i'll say the common man you know and i'll share this um uh, you know, I happen to like the governor. I know you like the governor. He sent you a Christmas card. I don't think I got one, to be honest with you. My friend Marty Luffin got one. But uh, but I also don't look at a lot of Christmas cards, to be honest with you. Just get a flood of that stuff. But um, I sent you a check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I did not. I, mean, I, I didn't know that would be a violation for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Just a joke. You never even bought me a cup of coffee. But no, um, but in all fairness to the governor, one thing I want to applaud him for is the, the, the BP funding need to be revamped. They've talked about it when I was a county commissioner year, years ago. But statewide, I think there was 40 education advocacy groups that, that were in support of the, the funding formula. And one area that you always – that you know because we needed more – counselors i mean the term social worker is not popular uh sometimes but we need more folks that's going to address the mental health that's going to help these students get on the right path and and scott and i have talked about this before i'm going to attribute a lot of the credit to mike sparks 
for eight years that I've, Mike and I have been working on this, bringing in an additional guidance counselors, we've seen the need for it, perpetuated, expanded, exploded under COVID. Uh, we need more people to help kids with mental health. The governor did come back. We had a 5 or $6 million thing. I think you were the second signature on the line. Yeah. Uh, I know it was a Sapiki bill, but we you were the second because I, I went to you on it, and it was a bill that we championed. And the governor came back and said, look, I want to create a $250 million trust fund to work in mental health. And so we think that's a great way. The problem with it is, to my knowledge, no one's accessed the funds. So we can figure out how to do that. And I think Rob Mitchell's coming on in a minute at some point. And the one thing with Rob, I would tell Rob, is that my fear on TISA is it will lead to property income tax down the road that's my fear uh-huh. that because if it starts funding and the state says the state says we're going to fund this we're going to fund that and then when the state gets uh into a uh, oh okay into, yeah. they run up run a foul of, it goes back on yeah, locals. and they need okay. money it's going to go back on the locals uh part of their their required like to a, make a, a grant fund. and then the grant so that's my thought on that so so uh we'll look forward to rob explaining that one to people yeah. and and you know when you look at that bep it is so hard to understand. Oh, it's so convoluted. Yes. It's so full of just more questions the, and answers. The formula was more closely guarded than Coca-Cola's formula. <laughs> that, that's pretty guarded. Yeah, it's pretty guarded. All right, so now we will head to Rob Mitchell, Rutherford County Property Assessor. Good morning. Good morning. How is everyone? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, uh, Happy Hanukkah, what, whatever you celebrate, Bonza. welcome and happiness. Yes. You too. You as well. How's it going? Uh, I'm, 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 oh, it's doing great. I'm, uh, I've been listening here. I'm excited to uh, uh, get a chance to talk with JC. We've you know shared messages back and forth on Facebook, so uh, we're Facebook friends. Uh, he won't let me buy him a cup of coffee because no. he, he's afraid I'll corrupt him or something. I guess yeah. always, like always take coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. After this show, you have to come here and have coffee. I've got it hot for you. All righty. Uh, uh, Representative Sparks and I are working on a program which he may have shared with you about life skills training for 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 children. Yes. Um, it's a, a chess and life skills program that teaches children critical thinking, and it's it's something that. You know, I stumbled onto, my wife and I were watching the movie uh, Life of a King with Cuba Gooding Jr. about Mr. Eugene Brown, and it's a very compelling story. So, you know, and, and the more you look into it, the more this story repeats itself over and over again, yet yes. it there seems to be a reluctance in the educational community to adopt new and novel techniques that have been proven effective. I mean, everywhere in the world, uh, China, uh, Russia, Canada, uh, Germany, France, Italy, they're teaching chess as part of a curriculum to teach their children how to think and how to react in the world where we seem to be failing them to some degree in our society tends to reward them more for having fast thumbs and likes on TikTok than, than the next person. Yes. And that's that's dangerous. And what can we do to, to change that, JC? Well, actually, I brought, it's interesting. I just did an article, just sent it to Mike and to Scott, and uh, we, we just finished an article on uh, 
you know, new new year, new hope. And I talked about that. I, now, I didn't mention chess, but you got to find an outlet for every kid. Yeah. Every kid needs an outlet beyond academics. We're, we've 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 just like we do. You're talking about likes and and clicks on on social media. A kid's got to find an identity away from yes. school. That's why I'm a big advocate for PE and yeah. and doing things, uh, music, art, drama. Uh, team sports. We've got moved away from team sports. We've made it so cost uh, prohibitive that kids can't even enjoy school sports anymore. And uh, you know, and so we've got to bring back things like that. And I think chess would be a wonderful addition to it. And I, you're right about Eugene Brown. But I mean, they've done it in inner city Harlem. Yeah. I mean, places that he's talked about. Memphis would be ripe for that. Yeah. And and to take it to places that that uh, and people forget one of the things I want to. And, and this is the reason I'm, I'm so excited about. I, I told Scott this morning. My great grandfather was born in Rutherford County, so I like to always point that out. But the the catch is on this is that that you know you guys are now the fourth largest city in Tennessee, Murfreesboro. Yeah. And it is time, you know, you embrace, you, you've kind of hidden away from it. It's kind of a hidden secret. But you guys have, that's why WGNS is so important and uh, and, and all the outlets that you have, media, because there's no, no TV station here. And you guys really, sure. you guys really need to start highlighting this and taking that next step because I'll tell you what, it's an exciting community. There's good people that live here. It's 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 a still a small town feel and a large large body. You know, you still get people that wave at their neighbors here. I like that. Yes, they, they don't wave at you in Nashville. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a it's a certain kind of wave, but not one that's socially acceptable. Yes, <laughs> yes that's exactly right. Again, J.C. Bowman with us this morning with Professional Educators of Tennessee and State Rep. Mike Sparks. And then also with us this morning, we have Rutherford County Assessor of Property, Rob Mitchell. Now, Rob, what were you about to say? Well, I was just going to kind of put uh, J.C. on the spot a little bit because uh, I'm sorry to do that to you, Uh J.C., but would you be willing to play in a chess tournament to raise funds for this? And help us raise awareness about the program. I'd get killed. I haven't played in 30 years. That's all right. Most of us have it. But the the whole goal is is not to – it's to, it's to show kids that, that, that we care about them. I'll do you – And that we I'll, can sit down and we can play a game of chess – and we can still be friends even if we lose. Yeah, and I have it. Don't know how to do it. Yeah, and if you come into my office, by the way, I actually have a a set from Jerusalem. I actually really? have a uh, set, oh, wow. chess set there that my my father in law was a missionary, and so he had bought this chess set there that sits in my office. Wow. And uh, but I haven't played in forever, but I will help you promote it. Uh, I might yeah. have to secretly take lessons. I I had a I, I was not very good in science. I have to admit that's my weak area, and uh, uh, my science teacher made a made a de- deal if anybody could beat him in chess, they could play him in chess and not have to do science work that day. So I got good enough to where I could play him the whole hour and miss science, oh, but then I yeah. <laughs> I gave it away. And I, but after after science in ninth grade, I gave it up. But I would be very interested in helping you promote that, yeah. and definitely uh, Rob would like to get you. Maybe contribute an article that we can set out, or we tag team on an article. I think you just you just sent me one this morning, didn't you, Rob? Yes, sir, I did. Yeah. Or did you get to reach out to Dr. Larry Burris at MTSU? By the way. Oh, not not yet. Okay. Not yet. Well, I plan on doing that by the end of the day. Yes. Yeah. I left a message of the day about about this subject matter, so hopefully he'll write something. Well, you know, good ideas seem to or when when the when the soil is right and the conditions are right, a crop will sprout. 
And, and this idea is being repeated over and over again across the nation. It's popping up. What's what global? it lacks, yeah. you know, any good farmer, you have to have, to be the most productive. You have to have structure, and that's what the educational system would be so good at providing structure to this, so that we get the most bang for the buck. And chess is cheap. It's it's yes. very inexpensive, and the rewards are just off the charts with what you can do to a young man's or young girl's life yes it's a, it's a very math centric people that do that do well in math it's a yeah i mean we're in i mean we'll help you promote it do whatever i might sit in a tournament i, I have to take on somebody like a third grader or something <laughs> yes or, or maybe a second grade find me a find me a second grader that i can stomp now i i know in nearby atlanta georgia in the downtown area there are some permanent chest sets if you would they're you know made of concrete they're set up year round and you do see people playing chess out there okay uh and i know rob you mentioned something before about the idea of having chess on the downtown square is that something that would really work is that something that you could foresee in the future well on uh you know i think over at uh uh at at the murfreesboro plaza you've got that large area over there i think that would be perfect as as a place to to come and people could could go on their lunch and sit outside in the nice sunshine in an area and and play those games have them at patterson park and at sportscom uh a concrete table we've got srm concrete that could probably uh, you know make concrete tables uh that would withstand the outside very easily for us and we have Smyrna that has a, a in Laverne have wonderful park systems where we could have the outside chess tables where people would bring their own pieces and they could sit there and play because you know not everybody's going to be great at hoops or soccer, but if you have a, a mind, uh, you can play chess. Very yeah. true. I, I mean, this is a great, chess is a great equalizer. It, it uh, is. You know, all ages can play if you can think. You can play. Do you think Mayor Joe Carr is a good chess player? He says he's an excellent chess player. <laughs> see, okay. But uh, what so, kind of commission so, you I think mean, could beat be, him? Pettis Reed, Craig I Harris, Phil Wilson? I don't know. I don't know. It would, it would be interesting to, to have him sit down and play. Maybe have him uh, – maybe he could play Glenn Jacobs over in Knoxville. I don't know if Mayor Jacobs plays chess, but, yeah. you know, we're knocking at being number number three right after them as far as, as size – so that might be a natural matchup right there. Yes, a great guy, by the way. You know, the U.S. Chess Federation used to be in, in Crossville until this year. Yes. It spent 15 years in Crossville. Well, Rob, we appreciate you joining us. We, we are already out of time. We're up against the clock. We oh, appreciate you joining us. And uh, also with us today, J.C. Bowman and Mike Sparks. We appreciate everybody being a part of the show this morning. As we close, uh, I don't know, anything to close out with as ahead, we head to the new year? Now, just continue to work and and keep applying yourself and uh, trying yes. to help people uh, and, and be supportive. You know, if you don't like something going on in education, contact Mike in the, uh, you know, his office. He's one of the most return. I mean, he'll return your calls. He, he proudly gives his phone number. Yeah, 525-3198. Call him if you've got an issue and then let's go work on it. Yes, Sounds great. Great show. 1052 is the time right now. Today, Thursday, it is December the 29th. 
We have more news and information coming your way right now on Rutherford Issues. Hello, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Often when a man or woman finish pre-planning their funerals with me, I hear, we should have done this 10 years ago. Or, I thought about doing this years ago, but just never got around to it. Seems that we often put off the inevitable for ourselves. As one wise pastor put it, it's never too late to do what's right. Why not mark down on your calendar to call me to talk about your funeral needs at 615-893-2422. It's never too late. Join me now in a reading of today's death notices. Mr. Gilbert Ward transitioned from this earthly life to eternal life on Monday, December the 26th. He leaves a host of devoted family members and friends to cherish his memory. Arrangements are incomplete at this time and the completed obituary will be forthcoming. Scales and Sons Funeral Home in charge of services. Matthew Thomas, age 34, passed away on Friday, December 23rd. Services are forthcoming. Arrangements entrusted to J.C. Hellam Funeral Home for Mr. Matthew Thomas. Gary Barton, age 85, of Murfreesboro, passed away Monday, December 26th. He was the son of the late Joseph Jeffrey Barton and Florence May Day Barton. Survivors include his loving wife of 64 years, Jane Barton, their children, Gary Barton of Murfreesboro, Heather Ross of Franklin, and Andrea Lane of Lexington, Kentucky. Also surviving, grandchildren and a host of other family members. Mr. Barton was a faithful member of First United Methodist Church, Murfreesboro. He was a graduate of University of Hartford, and he worked as an electrical engineer for Chromalox. He later went on to start his own company called Barton and Associates. He loved gardening, especially at Journey Home, golfing, and MTSU Blue Raider basketball. He also enjoyed hunting, fishing, bird watching, and spending time with his grandchildren and great grandchildren. Visitation will be today, December the 29th, from 1 p.m. until the time of funeral service, beginning at 3 p.m. at Woodfin Memorial Chapel. Burial will follow in Evergreen Cemetery for Gary Barton, Woodfin Memorial Chapel, in charge of these services. Murfreesboro Funeral Home and Cremation Services. People that come in to pre-plan their funerals and put it down in writing makes it a whole lot easier on the children at the time of their death. Keith Stapleton, manager of the Murfreesboro Funeral Home. Visit MurfreesboroFuneralHome.com. Geneva Boatner, Jeannie Dean, age 97 of Murfreesboro, passed away December the 26th. She was a native of Manchester, Kentucky. She was preceded in death by her husband, John Dean, and parents, John Boatner and Sudi Smith Boatner. Mrs. Dean was a devoted wife, mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. She's survived by her daughter, Susan Dean Long. Visitation will be 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. today, Thursday, at Woodfin Memorial Chapel. Graveside service will be held at a later date in Middlesburg, Kentucky. And these are the arrangements today for Geneva Boatner, Jeannie Dean. Woodfin Chapel in charge of these services. 
Edward Eddie Glenn Douglas, age 73, passed away December the 25th. He was a lifelong resident of Rutherford County and served in the United States Air Force. Eddie was preceded in death by his parents, Eldridge Douglas Jr. and Mary Eleanor Jones Douglas, and mother of his daughters, Judy Davis Douglas. He is survived by his wife, Valerie Douglas, daughters, Lori Yates and Amanda Mitchell, brother, Philip Douglas, sisters, Sherry Harding and Debbie McClure. Visitation was yesterday. Chapel service will be today, 11 a.m. at Jennings and Ayers with burial in Roselawn Memorial Gardens. These are the arrangements today for Mr. Edward Eddie Glenn Douglas, Jennings and Ayers, in charge of these services. And this will conclude today's obituaries on WGNS Radio. I am Steve Thornton. The journey of grief is no easy task, and here at Woodfin Chapel, we are honored to be given that opportunity to walk the path of grief together. Sharing tears and laughter with our family creates a meaningful and healing experience. I'm Shannon Woodfin Parsons with Woodfin Funeral Chapels and Cremation Services, Murfreesboro and Smyrna, serving you and your family since 1893. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Right now, that time, 10.58. Well, we are now wrapping up the show, and we will post this in podcast form on our website in the podcast section on WGNSRadio.com. We invite you to head there. That way you can hear this show and any other show as well. Now, in the news as we close this morning, and we'll have more news in just a minute, but one of several shoplifting, shoplifting incidents that took place in the weeks leading up to Christmas occurred at Dick's Sporting Goods here in town. According to a Murfreesboro police report, two men entered the store wearing puffy jackets that were possibly used to conceal merchandise. A store manager said to police, and I quote, there were multiple tags and sensors that were ripped off clothing in the dressing room, according to the official police report. That same report highlighted Dick's Sporting Goods staff, stating that they believe the two subjects were wearing the stolen items under their clothing when they left the store. As Murfreesboro police pulled into the parking lot of Dick's Sporting Goods along Medical Center Parkway, two men were seen exiting the Sporting Goods store. One officer pulled up to the men and quickly detained them to question them pending the outcome of their property theft investigation. During a probable cause search of both suspects, police say they discovered articles of clothing with the tags still on them. Some of the items that were believed to have been swiped by the suspects were allegedly found in their pockets, while other items they were literally wearing out of the store, according to police. You can read that news story and many others all on WGNSRadio.com. You're tuned to WGNS Murfreesboro on this Thursday.